We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the DFS OGs podcast presented by FanDuel Week 13. Guys, we are running out of time here in the NFL season, but we are here to break down the entire Week 13 main slate with our favorite bets and our favorite DFS plays. I am your host, as always, Beer, joined by my boys, Notorious and Head Chopper Chop. Let's start with you this week, and We'll update our, our standings uh, in the, the Pick'em contest, but uh, one of us had a pretty good week here, so I'm kind of kind of tipping my hat already here. But uh, Chop, uh, kind of running away with this thing, so we'll look at that here momentarily. But uh, how are you, my man? How was your Thanksgiving? How was your Week 12? Oh, I see you trying trying to put the jinx on me there. There's oh. no running away. Remember, <laughs> we got an extra week this week this year. There's all kinds of things that could happen here. But uh, Turkey Day was good. Nice little uh, Thursday. and. And then the day after, got out there and put up some lights. So got the hard stuff behind us. And, uh, you know, it's looking good, man. It's, it's that time of year now. Yeah, I still have uh, the lights to do both inside and outside. The kids are on me, man. Once Thanksgiving hits, they're, they're, they're attacking me. So everything's ready to go. Just waiting for some of this snow to melt. Uh, Derek, how are you, buddy? How was Thanksgiving? Uh, how was your week 12? Yeah, week 12, uh, pretty terrible, but uh, Thanksgiving was pretty good. Uh, got to see some family over the weekend, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, good times. I uh, definitely didn't have any success uh, in the bets or or in DFS. So hopefully some of you out there had a, a little bit better week than we did. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, hopefully you guys joined us uh, in our FanDuel OGs contest. Again, you can find all the information for that at FanDuel.com slash OG. Right there is the link to enter the contest. The leaderboard, everything you need right on one page. But uh, if you're new, you haven't heard of it yet, or if you've been around a while, we're going to remind you of it again. Uh, $7, single entry buy-in tournament, season-long payouts uh, in this thing. So a buy-in point for everybody. Uh, $5,000 to the winner in extra prizes. Not to mention, we're going to continue to give here on the OG's podcast. If you are rocking that Roto-Grinders badge uh, and you win this tournament, you're going to win one year of Roto-Grinders Premium combo. So all the sports, absolutely free. So pretty pretty big addition uh, to the prize pool. So we'll see uh, if we had another winner this week uh, rocking that RG badge. So we'll update those standings here uh, later in the show as well. But guys, let's jump right into it here. we got a lot of games to get to. 
Let's start with the Chargers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincy minus three, 50 and a half on the total. So, Derek, we'll start with you here. Tale of two teams. Cincinnati, rolls division opponent, Pittsburgh. Uh, Chargers, we all thought we're going to roll Denver. Uh, they do what the Chargers tend to do and let us down. So, uh, not hitting on that OG's parlay last week. So, uh, how do you see this one playing out? Looks like a great spot for Joe Mixon, who just continues uh, to score touchdowns, six of them over the last three weeks on the ground alone. Eight straight games with a touchdown, Derek. Uh, feels like a pretty smash spot here to lead us off uh, for Joe Mixon against his Chargers run D. Yeah, good matchup for sure. And uh, game log watchers, they're going to love Mixon this week. I mean, his uh, his logs are pretty impressive. I think he's had at least 25 fantasy points in five of his last six games. Uh, now gets a great matchup at home. So certainly don't mind him. Um, this is probably the most expensive he's ever been, uh, if I remember correctly. So uh, if you want to get a little bit different, I don't mind targeting the passing game here. I know the matchup isn't as good, but uh, Burrow, he's very efficient. He's got plenty of weapons to work with. You can go with Chase uh, or Boyd, I think, uh, or sorry, or Higgins. I think both of them are in play. I'm still off of Boyd. I know he had you know a big week a couple weeks ago, but yeah, a lot of interesting options over there. And then you can obviously bring it back um, with the main guys on the Chargers. I like Eckler. I like Keenan Allen. Uh, Mike Williams is a guy that can break the slate each and every week. So certainly interesting game. I think you can stack it a number of ways. And man, I'm kicking myself. I've said last week, Chargers, this is the spot they're going to lose. We all know it's going to happen. And we still, all three of us picked uh, the Chargers. So a little disappointed there. I think they bounce back. I'll take the points. Uh, I think it's a field goal game either way. So just give me the points. I'm going with the Chargers as well. They, they, they tend to do the opposite of what, what you think you're going to do. And this, this spread, just something seems off. I mean, how is Cincinnati only a three-point favorite here at home uh, with the way they're playing? Uh, you got a lot of things pointing against the Chargers. The public likely going to be all over the Bengals. So uh, I'm with you here, Derek. I, I like the Chargers as much as I like Mixon uh, and that Cincinnati offense uh, for DFS. Uh, this this Chargers offense, I think, is just as stackable, like you mentioned, uh, with the passing game or even an Austin Eckler here. So, uh, Chop, one of those fantasy bonanza-type games. Uh, are you with us on the Chargers? And what are you doing in DFS in this one? I think DFS, uh, like a game like this, I'm not trying to uh, reinvent the wheel or anything. Yeah, these guys are all good plays. Uh, all the way quarterback, the running backs from both teams. And then your top two wide receivers on both teams. Uh, so Herbert, Burrow, Eckler, Mixon, Allen Williams on one side, Chase Higgins on the other. Uh, they're all good. So I'm all, I'm all for that. And then uh, I got it's it's a tough pick right here. But I, I do think there's merit to uh, this game just being decided by a field goal, which would mean that you're in a pretty good a pretty good space there if you got the Chargers. I think that I think that's the safer bet. So I'll, I'll take the Chargers here, too. All right. Locking in an early pick here. Chargers plus three. Kind of surprised. I thought uh, Cincinnati would garner some more love here with the way they're playing, the way they, they dominated Pittsburgh last week. But it uh, looks like all of us on the Chargers plus the three. If you're out in the chat, sound off. Let us know. Uh, join in the conversation here. Got our boys Don Yeezy, uh, Josh Duck, uh, always hanging out with us uh, every single Wednesday. So we appreciate them. Uh, talking about Mixon, Jonathan Taylor. We'll get to him here shortly. Uh, and that Chargers run to, yeah, Don Easy. They are not good against the run. So uh, Mixon set up uh, for success once again. All right, next game on the dock at Minnesota. And the Lions, the Vikings come in minus seven here, 46 and a half on the total. So 
Chop, the Lions got me. I, I thought Thanksgiving uh, they could pull it off. They could get a win against uh, the lowly Chicago Bears and Andy Dalton. So rather than taking the two and a half points, which would have ended up being a winner, got on that money line with Detroit, and they do what they tend to do is let you down. So uh, still winless here this season. Minnesota uh, playing some good football news here. A running back related, no Dalvin Cook for Minnesota. So Alexander Madison stepping in. The sites did a pretty good job of pricing him up. Detroit side sounds like DeAndre Swift could miss a couple weeks. Uh, so Jamal Williams, uh, next man up here uh, for the Lions. So chop. The Lions are always a team where we're thinking they can compete. They can stay competitive. I'm going to lock in the Lions here as my pick, uh, plus the seven. I do think they stay competitive even without Swift here. Uh, but this feels like a good spot to load up on some Vikings this week. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I do have Madison in the season-long league, so that's that, that's looking up. That's the good news. The bad news is the, the last two weeks, two weeks ago, I ran into Jonathan Taylor's big 50-point game, and then last week I somehow I'm, I played against Leonard Fournette, man, so I'm catching oh. the bad breaks there, man. But uh, I, I got Madison going this week. But, yeah, I think they're all – I think the, the Minnesota Vikings in a good spot there. Cousins, Jefferson, Thielen, and then Madison, of course, running that back is going to be really good. Detroit, I'm a little worried. You're watching them on Thanksgiving. Like, man, you just go back to the beginning of the year, and I think we we kind of all got like a little bit uh, lured in by Jared Goff, man, that first week where it was uh, just pure catch-up mode and you put up good numbers. And then like two weeks later, he was in Green Bay and was just all catch-up mode the second half and had, had a good game. And, he just hasn't been very good. They don't push the ball downfield nearly enough, so it's really tough on, on uh, for that aspect of it, uh, for that offense. So I'm a little worried on that part, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. D the Detroit side doesn't interest me too much, so uh, I don't know. I don't want to go Detroit here. I think, I think I'm going to go ahead and maybe in catch-up garbage time, maybe Goff puts up some points here, so I'm going to take the over. All right, over for you, Detroit, for me. We got some questions uh, in the chat on this game. So, Chop, I'll stay with you here, and then we'll get to Derek. Uh, Jeremy Heisen wants to know, can you play Madison and Jamal Williams in the same lineup? He says, I know typically you don't do that in GPP. So, thoughts on that? Uh, and then they were talking some Josh Reynolds uh, on DraftKings. Saw him catch that touchdown. We know uh, he's got that correlation uh, with Jared Goff going back to their time uh, with the Rams. So uh, thoughts on the running backs, thoughts on Josh Reynolds as a cheap play this week. All right. So the man said in GPPs, you typically don't do that, but that's forget about that. In GPPs, you do whatever you want. All right. Anything, anything goes uh, What there. When you hear that, you know, uh, running two running backs from the same game on different teams, they don't correlate. Well, man, you'd have to, you know, go out a thousand games to, to realize that, you know what I mean? Like it's just a small sample here. We're talking about one game and you got both guys catch passes. Yeah. You can absolutely play two running backs from the same game like this. Absolutely. So I'm on board with that. And yeah, there's no doubt that a uh, golf has a little bit of a soft spot here for Josh Reynolds. So I definitely think Josh Reynolds will be the only Detroit wide receiver that remains in my player pool by Sunday morning. Yeah, I'm with you on the on the running back thing. I mean, to, to me, GPPs are like the wild, wild west. Anything goes. And the more creative, the more you buck uh, some of the traditional trends or rules that are out there, I think it makes sense. As far as Williams goes, the beauty of a Detroit running back, they're never going to be game scripted out. I mean, they can be down 28 nothing. They're still going to run the ball. They're still going to throw to them out of the backfield. So uh, you have that going for you. 
as far as Minnesota goes, we know they love to load up on one running back. So Madison's going to get a ton of work. That being said, Derek, I think Justin Jefferson, a, a very intriguing play this week. If Madison uh, is going to be overly owned and popular in a very good matchup and nothing against the play, maybe Jefferson gets forgotten here a little bit. So I really like him uh, in this spot this week against Detroit. Yeah, hard not to like Jefferson, especially after Thielen, you know, had the big game last week. So I like that quite a bit um, as, you know, to back you guys up. Uh, the correlation table will say not to play opposing running backs, but like Chad mentioned, that's over 1,000-plus games, five-plus years, and that takes, you know, every running back that's facing each other in the NFL. Um, this is a unique situation in that both the backup running backs are priced down and they're both squared off against each other. So uh, I absolutely love the running backs. I'll probably be pairing them in my single entry build. Um, and then so I'll be pairing them in tournaments as well. I won't be on Josh Reynolds. I know he's cheap, but there is a lot of value plays, especially at the running back position, um, even on DraftKings. So don't know if I'll go to Reynolds, but yeah, I like Jamal Williams. I like Alexander Madison. And then obviously Jefferson could have a monster game as well. And then man, for my pick, I was going to go with Chop and take the over, but can't agree with him on the first two. Uh, we're already trying to make up ground here. So uh, Beer, I'll go with you. I'll take Detroit. All right. I don't know if you want to roll with me, though, either. <laughs> now you're on the opposite end of the spectrum here. I started out hot, and it's been a nightmare here lately. But I'll hopefully get back on track this week. Next game, Tampa Bay traveling to Atlanta. The Bucks up to minus 11 here in the FanDuel Sportsbook. A big total here, Derek, at 50 and a half. So uh, last week, I think a lot of people, myself included, thought Tom Brady, the double stacks were the way to go. It ends up being Leonard Fournette. Uh, and the running game, getting it done there uh, against the Colts. Uh, the Falcons uh, have just been a disaster this season, even with the return uh, of Cordero Patterson. So well, what do we do here with Tampa, Derek? Do we go back to Leonard Fournette here in a good matchup? Do we go back uh, to the passing game? Can you play them all here? And then do you trust anybody on Atlanta? We keep waiting for Kyle Pitts. He keeps letting everybody down. Uh, is Patterson to run it back here in a tough matchup uh, with this Tampa Bay run deep? I mean, man, it's tough for Atlanta. Uh, earlier in the season, you know, Tampa Bay, very good against the run, and then they were beatable through the air. But all of a sudden, they're top eight against the run and the pass. So uh, this is a defense that I don't really want to mess with. I know Atlanta's at home. I know they're probably going to be playing some catch-up here. But I don't want to pay a premium for Patterson uh, in a bad matchup. I don't feel great about Pitts, like you mentioned. We just uh, keep waiting for that breakout game. It hasn't came for you know over a month now. Gage isn't a guy that I love playing, so I'll probably be off of uh, the Falcons. And then with Tampa, you can pretty much play whoever you want. You know, I'm still burned by Chris Godwin last week, but um, obviously a good bounce back spot for him. Uh, Mike Evans, anytime he doesn't have like one of those uh, shutdown corners on him, he has uh, slate breaking upside. Gronk coming off the big game, Fournette coming off the big game. You can really do whatever you want um, on Tampa side. Um, and we've seen, you know, they don't abandon the pass if they're up big. So I don't mind taking some shots on some Brady stacks here, um, even if you don't run it back. And for my pick, man, 11's a lot, especially on the road. I'm going to take the under. Oh, boy, we are three for three in lockstep here, <laughs> Derek. Uh, I'm on the under here as well. It's it's a big number. Uh, I worry about Atlanta offensively. So maybe, maybe Tampa Bay rolls, but. Uh, under was my pick. Uh, Josh Duck in the chat asking about Brown. I'm assuming he's talking Antonio Brown. Not sounding optimistic uh, on Antonio Brown once again. So kind of a, a weird, this, this is taking a lot longer for him to return uh, than we initially thought. Uh, as far as Patterson goes, 
this was the game he had the breakout. I think it was all the way back in the beginning of the year where he had a couple touchdowns. So, you know, maybe it is a decent matchup for him, Derek, but I'm with you. I don't want to pay that price on him. I'm not buying in on Kyle Pitts. So uh, mostly going to be Brady uh, in the passing game for me. Five touchdowns uh, for Brady against this Atlanta team back in week two. Uh, and threw for 390 and 399 yards against them last season uh, in two games. So clearly a matchup we know he can thrive in. Uh, passing game where I want to go again with those double stacks. Chop, your turn, Tampa, Atlanta. What do you got? I don't have much. I mean, it's uh, you don't want to, I don't want to play any Falcons players. They're just, you know, the only one I would even entertain is Patterson and I'm not even sure I want him this week. And then uh, Tampa, yeah, do what, do whatever you want with Tampa. I mean, I'm not going to try to like Leonard Fournette, man, four touchdowns last week. You just don't know. You just don't know when it's going to be his time and they get down there on the one and it could be Leonard Fournette's time or Brady could sneak it in. You just don't know how it's going to play out like that. So, Play them all, man. Play them all because they are going to score points in this game. They got a, almost a 31 team total. Just figure out how you want to pair them on each team. But uh, yeah, I just I, I'm looking at the defense for Tampa Bay and I'm, I'm seeing how how is Atlanta going to score here? It's going to be very, very They're going to have to get very lucky to score. So with that in mind, I know Tampa will score. So give me Tampa Bay here. All right, moving on. Next game in Arizona, traveling to Chicago. Cardinals sitting at minus seven and a half here in this one, total at 45 and a half. So, Chop, we'll stay with you. Arizona, we'll see. Uh, it sounds like Kyler Murray going to be back, but we've played this game now for seemingly about a month. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, doesn't sound as optimistic there, but uh, again, we'll have to wait and see. So, once again, Arizona, one of those uh, wait and see situations overall. Uh, Chicago, same kind of thing. Justin Fields back at practice, but Andy Dalton taking first team snaps. So uh, who knows who's going to be under center here uh, for the Chicago Bears. So Chop, the Bears, one of those teams, uh, really tough to get excited about anybody here in this matchup. Uh, Arizona, a lot of injuries to, to, to work through here. Uh, maybe the answer is simple, either avoid uh, or even a James Conner play in the Arizona defense. So uh, thoughts on this one, Chop, Cardinals and Bears? Uh, you know, I, I haven't looked at the weather report this week, so closer to kickoff, I'll start looking at some weather and see what rock tells us, but, uh, we are getting into December now and this is Chicago. So we'll see how the weather plays out. Now, I don't even know if it's even remotely bad or good or what, but, uh, anytime you get a team like Arizona traveling from a nice warm weather environment with clean, clean weather all to Chicago in December, you gotta, you gotta worry about it a little bit. So we'll check on that. Uh, bottom line for Chicago, not interested. Uh, at some point, uh, you got to draw lines and get guys out of your player pool. I don't want a player pool, even in GPPs, of uh, 150 guys. I'm not going to do that, you know. So I got to narrow it down, and that's, this is the way I do it. I was watching Thanksgiving. You're waiting for that big Montgomery breakout game, and they just don't block for him that much. So I'm, I don't think I can go that route. And uh, the quarterback play doesn't inspire me, so I'm going to pass on Chicago. For Arizona, you hit it with the injuries. It's it's tough to call right now, not knowing what's going to happen with the injuries here. But, uh, you know, if Kyler's in there, assuming the weather's okay, he's okay. But I'm not in love with it. I'm not in love with Hopkins this week. And they do. They can spread the ball around. And maybe I think James Conner might be the best play on the team this week. Uh, assuming everybody's back and you got to account for Kyler and Kyler running and DeAndre and all the other James Conner may sneak in there and, and do what James Conner's done this year, which is dominate some games. So 
Uh, he, I think he's my favorite play in this whole game. As yeah. for a pick here, that's a big number, man. It's a big, but they're coming off a of bye week. Ooh, this is a tough one. I'm hoping the weather might be a little rough here for Arizona, and they may get a little shocked stepping off the plane. So I'm going to take the under in this game. I'm also on the under in this one. Again, I like Connor here. This Bears D missing some pieces, uh, namely Khalil Mack. So it's not as intimidating of a matchup here. Uh, he can get it done on the ground and through the air. And there may be some value uh, with his receivers if Hopkins is out. Uh, and I may have a little bit more interest there. But Kyler coming back, is he 100%? Is he going to run as much as he normally does? Just so many questions there. So I like Connor, like the Cards defense. And I am also on the under here. See, kind of an ugly game here. Derek, your thoughts, Cardinals, Bears. I don't have much more optimism than you guys. Um, I think Montgomery's at least a little intriguing. You know, Arizona, pretty average against the run. They're playing at home. He let everyone down on Thanksgiving. And he's dirt cheap. I mean, he's 5,600 on uh, DraftKings, 6,500 on FanDuel. He's an interesting way to, you know, kind of pivot off of uh, the popular value running backs uh, from that other game we already talked about. Uh, Don Yeezy bringing up uh, Darnell Mooney. I don't hate it. Um, not my favorite player on the board, but uh, he's been playing much better over the last couple of weeks. Um, so I don't mind those two guys. Arizona, yeah, just a wait-and-see approach. I do like the Connor play. Again, um, I don't think he's going to be very popular because some of these value running backs are going to be soaking up a lot of ownership. And, uh, yeah, I'll go I'll go the under too, man. We're agreeing on a lot this week. Oh, let's see. Uh, hopefully we get our, our parlay going here this week. It's been, you know, we, we're hitting on some and not at the clip we were hitting on last year. So uh, I hate to say we're due, but uh, all three on the under there. So we will add that to the LA Chargers at plus three, uh, two games uh, on the parlay card. Don Yeezy asking about not only Mooney, if Robinson's out, I don't hate it, uh, Don Yeezy, but uh, I'm kind of with Derek. It's not the most exciting play in the world. You're, you're counting on Andy Dalton against a pretty good defense if there is any weather concerns uh, even a cole Komet, uh i think there's a lot better tight ends uh, even some value tight ends uh, at that price point so uh, just tough to get excited about a team uh, with a team total under 20 uh, led by andy dalton so let's move on to our next game guys we have philadelphia and the jets uh, philly minus six and a half 45 and a half uh, on the total so derek we'll stay with you uh, Jalen Hurts dealing with a little bit of an ankle injury, so we'll have to keep an eye on that uh, throughout the week. Is that going to zap any of his mobility? Uh, as far as his pass catchers go, tends to be a letdown spot uh, for Smith, for Goddard, uh, but a good matchup here with the Jets. Uh, the ground game in a real good matchup, but uh, they're sounding more optimistic, like Miles Sanders uh, may be able to give it a go this week. So uh, you're once again dealing with that committee here. A Jets side, uh, just been a mess. You know, we'll, we'll see if they get anybody back here, but. Elijah Moore been up and down. Crowder was a disappointment last week. Uh, now you got more pieces in the backfield here uh, with Austin Walter. So uh, Derek makes sense of this one. The Jets, uh, it's tough to get excited about anything in Philly. Uh, we're dealing with some injuries in the backfield and with Jalen Hurts. And it felt real gross on Sunday morning when uh, Corey Davis got ruled out and all three of the Jets receivers kind of popped in the, in the projections. Uh, that didn't feel good and obviously it didn't turn out very good. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what to do with the Jets at this point. They're just not a team that I love. And the Eagles, they want to run the ball. So I think they're going to be able to dominate the time of possession in this one, uh, limit the number of possessions that the Jets have. So I'm just not really looking to target anyone from New York, even though they are playing at home. Philly side, yeah, I think Hurts is going to be fine if he's out there. Um, I think he's going to be solid coming off of a bad game against the Giants. I know 
you know, ankle injury is obviously going to hurt, you know, his ability to run, but um, I think he'll be all right. And I do think that will lead to lower ownership running game, just a wait and see approach. You know, if Sanders is out, if Howard's out again, that you can definitely go to Boston Scott. If uh, they have two of the three active, then I'll probably just avoid it. And with them, you know, being favorites and with them wanting to run the ball, I just, man, it's hard for me to click on Smith or Goddard right now or go there. Um, yeah, but go there, baby. Go Get it there. right. My bad. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're both fine. They both have upside. They're both pretty affordable. So, uh, if you are playing Hurts, I don't mind stacking him. Maybe, you know, his mobility uh, being hurt will, you know, lead to him throwing it a little bit more. But kind of feel like uh, that's a pipe dream at this point. And for my pick, uh, give me the Eagles to bounce back. I like them to cover here. All right. I'm going under on this one. Just, you know, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think Philadelphia is going to be able to control things on the ground. Uh, the Jets offense, uh, who knows what they're going to look like with Zach Wilson. Uh, and the, these three running backs, Philadelphia's defense, I think, is a solid play here. So uh, I'm going to make it three unders in a row. I'm, I guess I'm on the chop plan from last week. It worked for him. Uh, three unders in a row. But I, I just see an ugly game here. So under for me. Chop, what do you got here? Philly and the Jets. Man, I fell for the Miles Sanders trap on Sunday, and I knew better because I know I knew exactly what he's done for the last two or three years, and I still fell for it, and I got burned by it. So uh, I don't even know if I would if I would go to him, even if he's in. I don't think I'd go to him, and it'd probably be my downfall. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. This is a tough game to cut. The Jets are just not that good offensively. Philly's decent on defense, so I'm not sure how much these jets I want. I just don't see a scenario where I'm rostering Zach Wilson at all this year. Just hasn't looked good. And running backs are kind of a mess. And the one guy I want to roster is Elijah Moore, but you know, sometimes he just with Zach Wilson there, he just doesn't get the ball enough. It doesn't seem like, so I don't know. I have a hard time with the jets rostering any of them. Uh, the Eagles, I think if hurts, it hurts has got to run the ball. If he doesn't run, I don't want him in fantasy period. That's it. So if he's even slightly banged up and the mobility is going to be limited, that's a big red, red, red X for me, man. And uh, I think Devontae is is really good. I think Devontae could be the guy here that gets off. So kind of on maybe Devontae or bust in this game, but this doesn't doesn't scream anything but maybe a one-off on Philly for me. Uh, so uh, for the pick, let's see. One guy went Philly, one guy went the under. That's a tough one because I'm kind of torn here. I, I can see Philly. I can also see the under uh, hurts mobility being limited is interesting. Give, go ahead and give me the jets. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give you guys a chance. I'm going to give you guys a chance to catch up. Let me give you guys a chance to catch up here, man. I did not see that one. I was, I was penciling you in for one or the other with, with Philly or the under and you throw a curveball here with the jet. I don't hate it. I mean, Kind of similar to the Lions, the Jets at home catching points. Uh, Phillies, we talk about the Chargers and Philly being those teams that as soon as you have faith in them, they burn you. So maybe this is a letdown spot uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, Chop throws the curveball with the Jets. Next game, uh, another New York team, the Giants uh, traveling to Miami, minus five here, a very low total at 40 and a half. And the return of the neck, Mike Glennon uh, back uh, in the lineup here uh, for the New York Giants. Uh, Daniel Jones uh, dealing with an injury. So, Chop, we'll stay with you here. We, we've seen this movie before uh, with Mike Glennon. Uh, it's not pretty. I mean, he's surrounded by weapons, no doubt. I mean, the, this this team is uh, very frustrating with the amount of talent they have that they can't put more points on the board 
Uh, but that's been the case here. Miami's defense playing a lot better here. Jalen Waddle starting to play well. Tua playing well. Uh, the running backs, the issue, Phillip Lindsay saw 12 carries last week. So it kind of dings Miles Gaskin a little bit as that workhorse. But I love Waddle here, and I'm going to go with the Dolphins uh, for my pick. Uh, minus five. I just, I, I'm not believing in Mike Glennon here, Chop. Any more optimism for you? What else you like in here in this game, Giants and Dolphins? Uh, I do like Saquon Barkley, I think, this week. Uh, that'd be my favorite Giants player. I'm not sold that Mike Glennon's going to be any worse than Daniel Jones has been, so you never know. He may be able to get the ball to one of those. I mean, they desperately need to get the ball to Kenny Galladay somehow. He, they signed him to that contract in the offseason, and he needs to do something, and they need to get him the ball. And so uh, maybe Mike Glenn is the guy to do it because Daniel Jones just could, it couldn't get any worse than Daniel Jones is what I'm saying. So you just never know. And they fired Jason Garrett before last week. So you never know. This could be the big breakout we've been looking for. But I do like Barkley. On the Miami side, yeah, I like I like Tua. I like Waddle. I'm going to pass on the running backs, and I'm going to pretty much pass on Jacecki. He may, he may be in some guy's player pool, but he hasn't done enough for me with with other guys getting healthy and Waddle, Waddle taking over as like the number one guy here. So I like Tua, I like Waddle. And I, you know what? Break up the Dolphins, man. They've like four or five wins in a row now. And I've benefited from it, you know, with, with the picks here. So I'm going to ride them. Give me the Dolphins again. All right, Derek, over to you. Are we adding to the parlay card here? Two bets on, on Miami. They have looked good. The offense is playing better. The defense playing good. Uh, and the opposing Mike Glennon on the other side. What are you doing here? Yeah, I'm just laughing at uh, Josh Duck in the chat. He says, I've watched Glennon, and it does definitely get worse. So. I agree. <laughs> I can't disagree with that at all, Josh. So, yeah, um, it actually sounds like Daniel Jones could still suit up. Uh, you know, he's listed as questionable. It says he might play. So um, that would definitely help the Giants, I would think. But I still like the Dolphins in this one. Uh, from a DFS perspective, you never know what to do with the wideouts from New York because they're all listed as questionable. Um, everyone's hurt all the time. So uh, if they are shorthanded, I don't mind going to Evan Ingram. He's cheap. I've been getting more targets recently. And then Saquon Barkley, 87% snap rate last week. So he's back to playing almost uh, every single down. So I don't hate him as a play. Um, but the Dolphins, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just not a great spot for running backs on the road. 18 point in play total. That's pretty ugly. Uh, Dolphin side. You can go to Gaskin. He's still struggling with efficiency, but um, he should have some red zone opportunities again. And you guys mentioned Waddle. I mean, he's been very good recently, so I don't mind going back there. And, yeah, add this to the parlay card. I think the Dolphins keep it going. If they win this week, they can pull within, like, a game of the playoff picture. That's crazy. Everyone's all jammed together uh, in both con. I think the NFC, is it's pretty much everybody, but Detroit and Seattle and AFC pretty tight as well. So, uh, I think it's the first time we've hit a three-teamer in a while, so feeling good about uh, the parlay card. Not feeling good about our chances to catch chop if we're all in agreement here, but uh, so far so good on the parlay. So let's move on. Next game, we got Indy and Houston. The Colts uh, minus nine, uh, another middling total here at 45 and a half. So, Derek, let's stay with you here. Now, obviously, Jonathan Taylor going to be one of the top plays uh, on the slate. Do you want to pay that price here uh, against this Houston Texans team? and? Uh, Houston, I ask the question every week. It's pretty much Brandon Cooks or bust. Is he the running back option here? And did the Texans have any shot uh, in this game against the Colts? Yeah, I mean, 10-5 on FanDuel is a lot to pay for Jonathan yes, Taylor. Yes, sir. Uh, but obviously he has slate-breaking upside. I mean, he did it against the Bills, so he can obviously do it against the Texans. 
Um, you know, they have been pretty good against the pass. It's probably just because teams haven't had to throw the ball against them all that much this season. But uh, 25th in DVOA against the run. We know this offensive line, one of the best in football. We know Jonathan Taylor, one of the best in football. So I like him. I doubt I'll get there in like cash games just because, you know, some of the value running backs allow you to do a little bit more in terms of your roster. But certainly wouldn't talk anyone out of playing him. Um, I think Pittman could be an interesting leverage play if it does look like Taylor's going to be popular. Uh, he's pretty cheap across the industry. Um, I just worry about game script, but um, yeah, I think they're both interesting. I don't know if I would go to Wentz. I think uh, you know they're going to be able to control this game on the ground. So um, a little bit of interest there. Other side, man, they've been playing a little bit better, the Texans. So maybe you could look to Brandon Cooks. Uh, Tyrod Taylor became like a popular cash game quarterback last week, which was kind of interesting. I didn't really understand that um, other than the fact that he was cheap. Cheap here, um, and it's obviously a better matchup for the pass game than the running game. But, yeah, I won't go to Taylor. I'll take a couple shares of Cooks uh, and, you know, build some skinny stacks with Taylor and Pittman. For my pick, I'm tempted to take the home team again, but uh, I'm going to take the over. Over. All right, I'm on the under here in this one. Uh, you mentioned the Texans playing better. I think the appeal for Tyrod or Tyrod, whatever the hell his name is these days, <laughs> Was the matchup. I mean, there was the price, obviously, but a matchup with, with the Jets, uh, a cheap stacking partner uh, with uh, not cheap, but middle of the range with Cooks and then an easy run back uh, cheap on the Jets side. So I, I saw that gaining steam as well uh, Sunday, Derek. I kind of had the same concerns uh, that you did, but uh, chop in the spot. Same questions. Do, do we want to pay up for Jonathan Taylor here? Obviously, in a good spot. We know what he can do. Is he worth the price here? And then is it Cooks on the other side? Do you just play him by himself? Or maybe you go to the Colts passing game. What do you want to do here? Colts, Texans. All right, so I got, I got a question for Derek real quick. I might be out of the loop, and I think I know what you're talking about. But what exactly is a skinny stack? Uh, just one from each team, like a running back and a wide receiver, or wide receiver and wide receiver. So is a there... Taylor and Brandon Cooks. So, so not the quarterbacks. Okay. Okay. What? What? Then is there such thing as a fat stack? Ooh. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be. We we gotta make a new. We gotta get a new term out there. Let's get it yeah, going. That's so. That would be Wentz, Taylor, Pittman, and somebody. I mean, oh, a, a I three like man that. is common. Oh, I like it. Three plus. How about a, three, a four man? Three plus offensive players right. from the same team. Fat stack. I like you're that. Push, you're pushing four bills. You're a fat stack. There you that's, go. All right. Well, with, that, with that being said. I'm going to go ahead and say I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be one of my most owned players this week. I don't mind uh, paying the price. There's value. You can always make it work. And he has the uh, he's shown the upside that uh, wins GPPs. And I think the benefit here, and I like to play narratives more than a lot of the straight numbers like Derek. The narrative for me here is that these guys still are a playoff team, the Colts. They're trying to be. And they lost last week. Now, I, I think it would be a whole different mindset if they beat Tampa and you're riding high and then you got to go on the road and then you got to, you know, maybe you have a letdown spot. But no, you lost that game to Tampa. So you got to come in here and you know you got to win and take care of business. I think they do. I think they feed Taylor early and he gets loose. So I'm good with Taylor. Uh, I'm not, you know, I've done this Brandon Cooks. You know, he had some nice garbage time stuff at the beginning of the year. Not, not really very much lately. Like he caught his pass for a touchdown last week in like the second quarter. And it was like, oh my God, here it comes. Here comes the big Brandon Cooks game. Nope, that was it. Just that one little, that one little touchdown pass. So I'm not sure anybody 
that has to get the ball thrown to him by Tyrod Taylor is going to be a guy I want to roster heavily too much. So not a big Texans guy. I do like the Colts pieces. Jonathan Taylor, first and foremost, will be a heavy, heavy part of my uh, teams on both FanDuel and DraftKings because I think he could have a monster game. So with all that being said, and I hope Tyrod doesn't take offense to this, but I don't see how te- the Texans are going to score very many run- uh, points. So I'm going Indianapolis here. All right, Colts for chop, uh, under and an over. So we're all over the board on this one. So before we transition uh, to the afternoon slate, got four games there. Uh, we're going to take a look back at last week, uh, some of the top performers uh, in our OGs contest. Again, you want to get involved in this, fanduelcom slash OG, limited spots available. So go right now, reserve your entry, just $7, single entry. Everybody gets one. Uh, there's payouts for the weekly contest. There's also season-long payouts, and we're going to take a look uh, at that season-long leaderboard here as well. But I want to give a shout-out uh, to the top five this week. We'll start with Vikings, 55, 142.78. Uh, looks like they rode the Cousins, uh, Jefferson, uh, Eli Mitchell, 25 at the running back spot. was huge, under 10% on there. A big game from Debo Samuel and T. Higgins, along with the Cincinnati defense. So congrats to them. Next up, fourth place. Meet B 2014, 143.48, had Aaron Rodgers a big game uh, at 1.3% owned. Devontae Adams in that lineup, ran it back with Cooper Cup. Uh, again, big game from Debo Samuel. And that aforementioned Miami defense paired with Miles Gaskin uh, for about 41 fantasy points there. So a nice pairing on that one. Third place went to Cryork, 11, 148.18, had Matthew Stafford with Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr., Again, we see the Miami defense. Joe Mixon in this lineup as well, 30 points on FanDuel and survived a duds from Miles Sanders and Michael Pittman. Second place, Hyde, 1975, 153.54. I had Tom Brady in this lineup. So Brady to Gronk, it wasn't terrible, but uh, certainly not uh, the best stack out there, but did have Joe Mixon. Uh, Javante Williams uh, with a big game at 12% ownership. And just solid across the board, Debo Samuel. And we once again see the Miami defense for 23 points. And our first place winner, King Smurf 23, rocking the Roto Grinders badge. So guess what, King Smurf, if you haven't already, congratulations. Uh, You win a year of Roto Grinders combo premium. So you can reach out uh, to any of us and we'll get you set up on that. But the lineup. Uh, pretty impressive here. Carson Wentz uh, at the quarterback position. Uh, Michael Pittman, his run back. Leonard Fournette, 3.8% owned in this contest. 40 points there. 30 from Joe Mixon, so 70 uh, out of his running backs. And he survived. Godare, chop. One catch. That's it. 0.5. So your boy, uh, not doing much there. Dalvin Cook, uh, we know left that game early, only 11 points. Elijah Moore, only seven. So it goes to show you that you know you, you can you can hit some duds uh, and still do well. So, uh, congrats to King Smurf twenty three on not only the wins five hundred dollars here off his seven dollars, her seven dollars, uh, also some free Roto Grinders, a combo premium. So, if you want in on the deal, we're going to run it back, rock that Roto Grinders badge, get first place, uh, and you're going to be winning that combo premium for a year. So, chop season long leaderboards. We have to do our our urinal cakes check and check on everybody else here in the standings. See where Derek's at. Uh, how are we looking on the season-long leaderboard? 
Yeah, I think you, I think you uh, hit on a good point. This isn't like some big GPP where there's thousands of people and you have to be perfect almost. You can have like two, three, or one or two guys at least that just don't do anything and they, they bail out on you and you can still win this thing. And we've, we've, you've said that many times this year that, oh, this guy survived, you know, the dud from this guy. Or the, that's, that's the beauty of playing in a somewhat limited single entry thing is you can, you can have a dud or two and still, and still win the whole thing. So that's good. And we got a long ways to go. We're all, we only went through week 12. So we still got, we got the extra week this year. It's going to be a long, long journey here to the end of this thing. So at some point this will shake up, but JMB wing hang, hanging strong up there in third place, man. He had another big week this week with 138.52. So keep putting those out. You're going to be in pretty good shape. You're in okay. So fell off a little bit. 21st place, poor guy, 96.74 this week. Let me take a look here. I know I saw Dean got bumped out the top 100, so I ain't worried about him. Our boy Yisman, he's a big Discord guy for us. He, he's in 31, and I saw Derek here earlier. I uh, got uh, some bad news, guys. I think I uh, forgot uh, to put in a team. That's the beauty of that's the beauty of it. You <laughs> you can have a week like that where you just completely forget, and I think you're still in the top 60. Yeah, you're in 55th place, even with the the big blank spot this week. That's the beauty of it, guys. Speaking of blank spots, go up to the top again. There's two guys up near the top that have missed yep, two yep. weeks. This guy in 41st. There's a couple right at the top that have missed two. Yep, so yep. They got to be uh, looking real good right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Uh, the guy in 13th place missed the first two weeks of the year. Now, that's, that's the way this thing goes. You just need 10 scores. Doesn't matter how you get there. Just 10, get you 10 scores and you're eligible here. You know, yeah. uh, and if you've played all, just then. The beauty of playing every week is it's going to be your 10 best scores, and that, that helps you out. But just get you 10 scores to qualify. So, yeah, man, there's a long ways to go here. Yeah, I mean, six weeks to go. So even if you haven't played yet, I mean, there's still – your your chances of winning the 5,000 maybe are, are a little rough, but you put some big numbers on the board. You you take down one of these weeks. It's $500 to the winner. Uh, combo premium is a hell of a prize uh, just for rocking the Roto-Grinders badge. So – there's no incentive not to play in it, and you get to play against us. So we're, we're going to highlight who does well here. Uh, we think it's a fun tournament. So, again, it's limited spots. So go right now. Derek, you should as well, fanduel.com slash OG. Hit that, hit that reserve button, and then you're all set. You come back, uh, and you fill in the lineup later. So everything you need on that page, uh, Play Now takes you to the game. You can view that leaderboard there. Uh, and the drops are going to start coming into play. So this leaderboard, if you're down there a little ways, now's the time that you're going to make a run up that leaderboard. If you've had some down weeks, you put a couple big ones on the board, uh, you're really going to see yourself jump up. So come and support the show. Come and support the sponsor, Fanduel.com slash OG. All right, before we get into the afternoon games, we have to update uh, our bet here. We're tracking every single pick that we are giving you guys uh, and keeping a leaderboard ourselves. So uh, bad news uh, for me and Derek here. I, I had a rough week. I mean, th three last week. So I, I obviously fell down. Derek, you weren't terrible. Six correct last week. But a boy chop, putting a nine on the board here uh, in week 12. So we said if somebody puts a big number on the board, they're going to start separating. So we are starting to see that now. Uh, chop sitting on top with 72. Uh, Derek, you are five back at 67. And Chop has opened up a 10-game lead on your boy here, sitting at 62. So just, the three combined with the nine uh, certainly did not help anything. Just to jinx him a little more, Chop, send us your Venmo for the season-long bet. 
and yep. uh yeah we'll get it ready to go pay that out now and, and be done with it so chop running away easy victory here uh, on this contest for chop so enjoy our dollars chop congratulations uh you are the big winner here yeah, you should be ashamed of you, <laughs> no shame in my game man whatever it takes to, to get back in this thing but uh Let's turn back uh, to the games here. Four-game afternoon slate here. So uh, a nice selection of games. I uh, love when it's four games. Just that much better than the two or the threes. Uh, first game, Derek, we got your Jags in action. Uh, traveling to L.A. to take on the Rams. Obviously a high spread here. We're sitting at 13 in the FanDuel Sportsbook, 47 and a half uh, on that total. So, Chop, we'll stay with you. Uh, the Rams, we got to keep an eye on Darrell Henderson, uh, dealing with a little bit of an injury coming out of that Green Bay game. Uh, he's pretty much the only big name uh, that we have to watch uh, injury-wise here. Does Jacksonville have any shot uh, in this game? We've seen them be competitive in games. They beat the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we've seen them lay down and lose to a lot of teams they probably should have been competitive with. This feels like a spot the Rams should get things going, but do they cover this 13 points uh, doing that? Uh, do the do the Jags have a shot? No way. I just I just yeah. I find it hard to believe that they're going to be able to hang in this game at all. So I think you probably got a coach who's right right now. He's probably on the phone trying to see if there's still room for him at Notre Dame to take on the Notre Dame job. You know, or if, USC. Well, USC's filled. That's USC. Oh yeah, that's right, Lincoln Riley. Right. Or maybe he goes to Oklahoma. But I'm thinking, I think he's done with the Jags. So you know, I just think he's kind of checked out, man. So. Uh, I don't trust them at all going on the road. The Rams coming off of a of a tough loss there. I think they right the ship. I don't want any Jags players. The Rams are all on the table if you want to go that route. If you want to pay up for that stack, I think so because I think you know a team total of thirty, and we could see. And you know in the NFL, you it's you can't predict a forty point game from a team. That's a lie. This ain't college, but. You can see them creep up to the 34, 37 points. I can see a big game here for the Rams, and in which case I do remember back in the day, there's really not a team that does it now, but back in the day, every week, if you stacked Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, you'd hit like once every four or five weeks, you'd win the GPP because that's how good they were on offense. I think this could be one of those games for the Rams where they just explode. So uh, I don't mind any of those guys you want to pair together. However you want to piece them together, Skinny stack, fat stack, I don't care. Just take some Rams, guys. Uh, I think Rams smoke them pretty good, so give me the Rams with the points here. Yeah, I'm with the Rams as well. Uh, it's a big number, but uh, I'm surprised it's under 14. So if I can lock it in at 13, happy to do that. I agree with you. I don't want anything to do with Jacksonville. James Robinson uh, generally finds the end zone, but the upside uh, pretty capped here. Uh, and I think this bounce back spot for Stafford, a cup has been good. It just hasn't been as good as we've seen earlier in the season. So maybe he gets it going uh, another week for Odell to get to get worked into this lineup. And Van Jefferson uh, has been fantastic. So a lot of talk in the chat here about the Rams asking about Sony Michelle. Uh, Don Easy, I think that's a great play if Henderson is out, no doubt. Uh, OBJ is cheap, says Josh Duck. Uh, Don Easy talking about Van Jefferson, OBJ. So Derek, if we're going to have a fat stack here, uh, we're, we're unleashing this, 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 <laughs> This on the people here. This feels like the team to certainly unleash it on your Jaguars uh, with the Rams here. Yeah, if uh, Henderson ends up being out, the fat stack is fully in play. Cooper Cup's no longer 10,000 or whatever he was um, a couple weeks ago. And, yeah, you can beat the Jags pretty much any way you want. So 
Uh, I like uh, Cooper Cup. I like the running back, whether it's Henderson or Michelle. Um, Stafford's obviously viable as well. Jack's worst pass defense in the NFL. And I agree with you guys. I'm not playing anyone from Jacksonville. Uh, I will also be taking the Rams. But, Beard, I mean, you're finally hopping off the Jags. What are you doing? Uh, well, it, you can only get beat down so many times and you lose your enthusiasm here. So I, I wanted to see if you were going to bet them on the money line here. What we got? Uh, plus, plus 470, you looking like? Yeah, I'll pass on that. Oh, I mean, who would have thought they would beat give the me, Bills? Who knows? Maybe the, they shocked the world here. Give me the minus 650 for the Rams. <laughs> are you locking in uh, Rams minus 13 or are you hitting the total then? Yeah, give me the Rams. All right, that's the fourth edition here. We're, we're building a, speaking of fat stacks, we got a fat parlay going here. So I uh, will recap that uh, at the end. We'll see if we're going to add anything more to it. Uh, next game, this one should be fun. Uh, pretty high total here, Derek Washington uh, and the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, we're sitting at Las Vegas, minus two and a half, a total at 49 and a half. So a uh, big story here, looking doubtful for Darren Waller. Uh, of the Raiders. So Foster Moreau looks like a cheap tight end option for you. Uh, Washington side, uh, McKissick uh, looking uh, questionable at best. So maybe Antonio Gibson gets more involved in the passing game. He looked great in that game against Seattle, but uh, McKissick's going to be out. He could be in play here. And an interesting stat here, obviously small sample stuff, but Tyler Haneke's best game, in fact, four of his best games this season have all come on the road. Uh, that has paired with, Ty with Terry McLaurin. Uh, his big games have come in that same scenario. So uh, just an interesting stat I saw today. But, uh, Derek, a, a fun game here. Uh, there's value. There, there's stacks you can go to. There's cheap pieces. How are you handling this one, football team and the Raiders? Man, I just can't get the Raiders right for the life of me. I thought the Cowboys would smoke them, especially after Darren Waller went down. And then uh, that obviously wasn't the case on Thanksgiving. So they picked up another surprising win. I'm still not high on this team. You know, overall, but uh, if Waller ends up being out, you can look to Moreau. Obviously going to be, uh, you know, big uptick in target share for Hunter Renfro as well. Um, pretty tough matchup for Jacob, so I'd rather stick to the passing game there. And Washington, man, Taylor Haneke, just an easy guy to root for. He's like he's like a super grinder, and he's, he's very humble, you know, in all of his interviews. So I like him quite a bit. I probably won't be using him for DFS, but an easy guy to root for. I like McLaurin um, as sort of a one-off in this game. I also think, you know, Gibson is in a really good spot. Uh, Vegas pretty average against the run. And uh, just to go with my pick, I like Washington to win in this spot. So um, if that's going to happen, I think they're going to get it down on the ground, and that's going to be with Gibson. So give me Washington plus the points. All right, I'm a little bit more optimistic on Heineke here. That This Vegas defense not been good against quarterbacks. He gives you a little bit of rushing upside. He has that gunslinger mentality. You got Logan Thomas back. If Gibson's going to be utilized as a receiver, I just like his weaponry here uh, against this Vegas team. So, uh, Chop, I really like the stack here with Heineke and McLaurin. Uh, Gibson, I think, will be popular, so it's a way to maybe get off of that. I also like Gibson you know, as a, even a cash game type play. It's the Raider side. You, you worry about a little bit without Waller. Again, Moreau, a solid value, just 2700 uh, on DK. Cheap on Fandle as well. Hunter Renfro obviously becomes more of a target so a stackable game chop which pieces are you picking out of this one yeah so uh i'll start off with this one you put me down on the list for the over in this game put me down on the over i'll say because i'm, I'm much like there i can't pick the raiders here like i just can't get them right uh, no matter what i do 
Uh, I, I kind of don't think they're a good team, but then they kind of keep winning games and staying in, even with uh, losing, you know, big pieces of rugs a few weeks ago, and, they, and they're still competitive, and and now they're out out Waller, but they'll still be competitive. So I can't pick against them, and I can't pick with them. I can't pick with them without Waller, but can't pick against them. So I'll just take the over because they seem like they get into some. I don't know. Maybe I'm just making this up, but seems like they get into some shootouts at home. I'd have to look that up. But but uh, with that being said, I, I'm with you guys as far as I think McLaren, Gibson, Heineken are all in play. Logan Thomas is back and got targeted a fair amount. So I think he's in play at a very weak position this year, tight end. On the flip side, Carr just keeps delivering 300-yard games, man, getting you the bonus on DraftKings, and his price really doesn't climb up very much higher than it is right now. So Carr and pairing with somebody, Renfro or – Foster Moreau is going to be a popular cheap play as he should be. So yeah, I like the over in this game. And I think there's a, I just, the only, the only thing I'll caution against, I won't be taking a running back for the Raiders. That's the only thing that I'm scratching off my list is a running back for the Raiders. Yeah. I'm with you. It's tough to trust Jacobs right now with as much work as Drake gets. And maybe, maybe he gets more involved in a passing game. Hell, maybe both of them do, but without Waller, but uh, tough to go there. I'm going to go under on this one. I'm not as optimistic on a shootout here. I, I get what you're saying. Uh, these defenses have certainly disappointed this year, but uh, that's a big number here for two uh, middling offenses. You know, we talked about Heineke has been good, but he's also been bad in spots. Carr, uh, the same way. They look great against Dallas, but they're one of those teams that can certainly disappoint as well. So uh, I'm going to go under that, that 49 and a half. Next one, Chop, we'll stay with you. Baltimore and Pittsburgh, uh, Ravens minus four uh, in this one, total sitting at 44. So Baltimore survived. Lamar Jackson was awful. A lot of interceptions in that game. They got the win. Uh, Pittsburgh just went and got throttled uh, by Cincinnati. So which one kind of rises up here? You know, Baltimore, yes, they got the win, but it wasn't pretty. Uh, can Pittsburgh respond here in division? Uh, or are they just uh, sticking a fork in them? We talk about Dusty Bend. Maybe it's Dusty Steelers here or Baltimore. Just roll them. What do you got here? Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Ben is so bad, man. He's just yeah. so bad. So Terrible. I just can't. I just can't. He, he just drains the life out of this team. Yeah, it's unfortunate because they got the weapons. They got the running back and, and the wide receivers and a good defense. But he just drains them. So definitely can't touch that side of it. But uh, I guess the Ravens, they're a tough. They're, they're a weird defense because they, they will give up. They will give up some big games, but uh, generally speaking, they're pretty solid defense. So not sure I'm in love with Najee Harris here, and I definitely don't – definitely not in love with the wide receivers with Ben trying to get him the ball. So Pittsburgh side is tough for me. The Baltimore side is a little easier. I think Lamar is fine. I think he'll run a little bit more of this game, and that will boost up his value. Uh, you can go to Mark Andrews. I think that's his most secure target, and I wouldn't trust any running backs for Baltimore. So, uh, yeah, I just think maybe the Lamar – Mark Andrews stack is, is looking pretty good. Wide receivers are kind of marquee started off good, but Bateman's in there now. So he's kind of taken away a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure. I like that, that uh, those guys dueling it out either. So uh, with all that being said, I think that Pittsburgh's defense, pretty good. Baltimore's defense, pretty good. Big Ben, pretty bad. So go ahead and give me the under in this game. Give me that under. I am also on the under here. I hate to, be on the same thing with you, trying to make up some ground, but I agree completely. There's not a lot I like in this game. We're getting questions about Bateman. He's fine. You know, Friermuth uh, dealing with a little bit of an injury. If he's in there, uh, he's fine, but the, uh, just it's, this one could be ugly. That's all, the end division. So uh, I'm kind of staying away from this one. I see an ugly game. Uh, that leads me to an under. So 
Uh, Derek, your thoughts here, Ravens and Steelers. Don't like this game one bit from a DFS perspective. Um, the only player I would look to for Baltimore is Lamar Jackson. Um, and then on the other side, you could maybe bring it back with Deontay or Najee Harris. Um, they kind of feel like they're cheaper than usual. And Baltimore, they do struggle against the pass. They're good against the run. So uh, maybe Johnson can get 15 targets. Maybe Najee gets, you know, double-digit targets. But I'm not looking to load up on this game by any means. And, Man, it feels like the under, that was going to be my pick, and I guess I can't go away from it now. So we're doing, we're making a Christmas shopping parlay. So if we hit this, everyone's going to be able to buy extra presents for those yes, guys. Yes, you will. I mean, we're talking a five-teamer here. We still got one game to go, so we'll see. We're getting, we're getting crazy here this week. Last game, San Francisco and Seattle. Niners sitting at minus three and a half, a total sitting at 45 and a half. So – Derek, wrap us up here. Uh, the Niners been looking good. Seattle, not so much. Another ugly performance uh, with Russell Wilson. Uh, the whole DK Metcalf not getting many targets. Tyler Lockett looks great in the first half, uh, then disappears. The running game uh, been non-existent. So uh, I'm going to lock in the Niners here. I, the way they're playing on uh, both sides of the ball, I know we're missing Debo Samuel here. So uh, more opportunity for Brandon Ayuk, more targets for George Kittle. I think it even helps out a guy like Elijah Mitchell not having some of those carries and jet sweeps taken away by Debo Samuel. So it uh, looks like we may have some weather issues here. It's early in the week, so not going to dig uh, too much into that. But uh, I am locking in the Niners here, Derek. This Seattle team uh, just looks terrible right now. They look bad. And uh, shout out to Adam Levitan of Established to Run. You know, he went back and did some digging and he uh, he noted the exact time where DK Metcalf uh, talked about the foursome with Russell Wilson's wife or whatever. And since then, he's had like eight targets in three or four games. So uh, maybe there is something to that. Uh, I mean, it's mostly a joke, but I mean, he's clearly not getting the targets that you know he used to get. So um, Wilson doesn't look right. Um, the running game, I don't want to trust Collins or Dallas. So I would maybe, you know, look to lock it a little bit. I think, you know, he's interesting at the price point. But, yeah, I don't have a ton of faith in the Seahawks as a whole. And then I agree with you. I like Mitchell um, and I like Kittle um, for, for San Fran. So uh, I'm going to take the under just because uh, I don't want to add yet another to the parlay card. Yeah, we don't need a six-teamer. Now you're talking fat to OB stack, whatever you want to call it. So, Shop, finish this up here. Seattle looks terrible. Niners look great. Are you are you bucking that trend here, playing some Seahawks, or how are you handling this one, Niners and Seattle? No, not playing any Seahawks. They're terrible right now. They're absolutely horrendous. And uh, I keep thinking Russell's going to, you know, Russell's done this thing his whole career where no matter how bad his team is, he still keeps them competitive and chance to win at the end again. He's just not doing it this year. They're just really bad. So, no, Niners playing pretty good. Got, got themselves a nice running back there, Elijah Mitchell, man. So, And uh, and uh, I, this is an IU game if I've ever seen one right here. This, this is about to happen for him. So get ready for the IU blow up. Love it. Can never play Garoppolo. I don't I don't give a damn who he's playing. I'm not going to play Jimmy G. But uh, IU is fine. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with – I think I'm with beer on this one. At Frisco, I just like – I can't – Russell just looks so bad. He's been there – He's been their offense, period, for like so many years, and he's just not playing well. Maybe it's the finger. I don't know. But he's not getting it done, so they're not getting it done. Give me the Niners. All right, Niners it is. So let's uh, recap here. We're done with the analysis. So it looks like a five-teamer that we are in agreement on this week. So 
Maybe you break yeah. that up to a two and a three. Two yeah, and a three I, yeah, I don't go crazy with, I mean, the parlays are, are fun and all, but uh, generally not very, uh, very uh, good for the pocketbook, we'll say, not plus EV. So, uh, Derek, can you send these out uh, from the OG's account? But uh, games that we agree on here to wrap it up, we all like the Chargers, uh, plus three in Cincinnati. We're all on the under uh, in the Arizona-Chicago game at 45 and a half. Uh, we're all with Miami minus five against the Giants. Uh, we are all on the Rams minus 13 against Jacksonville. And we all agreed on the under 44 uh, in the Baltimore-Pittsburgh game. So, Chop, it's got to be music to your ears to hear all these agreements uh, when you're riding uh, the, the nice little lead there in our contest. So, uh, final thoughts for the people here, Chop, week 13. What do you got, buddy? You know, this is like the being a DFS contest and you're in like maybe the third quarter of the early games. Like there's still a whole night slate left and a lot of time left. Don't be chalking me up already, guys. Come on now. But uh, I, I think, uh, you know, it looks like a, a fun week. <clears throat> I don't know. It's a weekend after Thanksgiving. We had a lot of uh, activity. So now it kind of calms down a little bit. I'm looking forward to a little college football on Saturday, some championship games. Uh, shout out to Michigan getting there past Ohio State, man. I didn't yes, think sir. that was going to happen. So it's going to be it's going to be a fun day Saturday and followed up by a fun day on Sunday. And uh, can't wait. Yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, Michigan's kind of my backup team. I'm loyal to my Badgers, no doubt. Uh, the wife works at University of Michigan, so they're they're always hey, uh to your Badgers, man. Let me tell you something. Oh, they got a 17 year old boy right there running for. He's running over grown men, 17 years old. There, there. Just wait till that guy. Wait till next year. Your next year's your year. They broke my heart, Chop. I, I was probably heading to Indy. To, you know, Michigan, Wisconsin, Big Ten Championship. Bags were packed. My buddy already had tickets. And, uh, yeah, they, they can't even go and beat Minnesota. So, no Big Ten Championship for this guy. But uh, looking forward to it, no doubt. Alabama, Georgia. I mean, there's going to be some fun games uh, on Saturday. So, uh, Derek, final thoughts here for the people. Week 13, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, don't forget uh, my youths. Uh, if they win this week, they'll be in the Pac-12 yes, championship. So, uh, yeah, after their start to the season, um, anything's gravy at this point. Hey, yeah, thanks Cougs, for watching. Who's in the in the AAC championship, Derek? Come on now, we're all in there. We're all in there. Oh, except the Badgers, my bad. Next year, next year, next year, next year, next year. Um, I also saw a tweet. You know, the NFL version of Top Shot is going to be out soon. So excited for that. Um, maybe you guys can uh, can get some packs this time around. That'd be nice. And since I got skunked on every pack drop, uh, that's uh, happened in Top Shot. But a uh, nice little refresher there for the NFL. So looking forward uh, to that as well. Looking forward to these games on Sunday. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, that five-teamer, we'll, we'll see. Maybe maybe let one ride, like Derek said. A little, little Christmas uh, coming early here from the OGs. And make sure you guys are heading over uh, to our OGs contest on Fandle, Fandle.com. Slash OG, all the information you need right there. Uh, go and support the sponsor of the show. They also, a uh, great sports book, tons of different offerings there, single game parlays, casino, uh, everything you need right there. Uh, thank you to FanDuel for sponsoring the show. For Notorious, for Head Chopper, I am Beer. We are the DFS OGs. Thank you so much for watching, for listening. Best of luck this week in your contest, and we'll catch you next week.